Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and today we're taking a look at Season 1, Episode 14 of Batwoman, Grinning from Ear to Ear. And as always, the spoiler alert is in fact. Uh, going forward, there are some spoilers. So, like I said, this is Episode 14. I believe uh, this season there are going to be 18 episodes total, so we're pretty much headed into the home stretch here. And, uh, I mean, you could really see that, I guess, things are going to pretty much start come to a head, coming to a head, I should say. Um... This week, though, you know, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. It seems, it seems like I'm kind of noticing a formula for this show, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think I'm just saying I'm starting to notice a formula here. Um, we're kind of going back to the villain of the week thing, and you know, here's the thing: is uh, you know, we've had. I think uh, this week we'll make the fourth villain of the week. We kind of had the uh, executioner uh, from way back when we had the mockingbird uh, last, not last week, but last episode we had Nocturna this week. We get a pretty interesting character and, you know, just like some of the other ones that I mentioned, I really hope that they don't fall into a villain of the week category and we never really see them again. I really, I really do hope that we do see some of these villains again, especially today's villain. So today's uh, or this week's villain Villain of the week, I should say. Um, some Bat fans might know her, some might not. It's actually Duella Dent, a.k.a. the Joker's daughter. Now, that's how she's known in the comics. She's known as the Joker's daughter. Uh, here, they didn't really have any mention of that at all. Uh, in the comics, I know that Duella Dent, or I'm pretty sure that Duella Dent is the daughter of of Harvey Dent, District Attorney Harvey Dent. Here, though, she's his niece. Uh, Luke kind of makes the, makes the comment uh, when they figure out who this, you know, sort of new villain is, uh, that she is the niece of, uh, as he puts it, Gotham's favorite DA. Now, here's the thing that's really, really interesting, or I shouldn't say interesting. Well, here's the thing that's a little confusing. Okay, so we all know that Harvey Dent in the comics goes on to become Two-Face, is that the case here in the Arrowverse? Did Harvey Dent become Two-Face? Or, you know, are they going to reference kind of back to uh, Christopher Nolan's trilogy there where Batman covered everything up about Harvey Dent? And as far as the people of Gotham knew, Harvey Dent really was the good, you know, he was the white knight of Gotham. It's it's really kind of hard to tell here. Um, also, too, like I said, Duella Dent, uh, you know, is known as the Joker's daughter. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty convoluted backstory um, where she's never really quite sure because of her madness. You know, is she is she Harvey Dent's daughter? Is she the daughter of the Joker? Um, it's kind of I don't want to say split personality thing. Uh, I'm really going to kind of leave it there because my comic book knowledge of Duella Dent really isn't as extensive as it should be. But, uh, yeah, we're pretty much introduced to her here. And here's the thing I'm kind of noticing. So, you know, like I said, uh, I'm kind of noticing some patterns or, or some, I guess, storytelling methods here is, um, you know, really aside from, you know, Alice is the main villain overall. We, we know that. She's the big bad this season. And, uh, you know, with some of these side characters, we kind of, or, you know, I shouldn't say side characters, sorry. With some of these villains of the week, 
you know, we kind of we kind of noticed that uh, you know this show overall is tackling a lot of things. It's tackling a lot of issues. Though know, this is not just uh, you know Batwoman goes out, punches people out, solves crimes, this and that. It's actually a very I don't want to say small part of the show, uh, you know, but it's not the major overall theme of the show. Uh, it really seems that this show is tackling a lot of different issues, and you know, we really get to see that this week both with Duella Dent and what's going on between Batwoman and Sophie. Um, so let's take a look at Duella Dent first. So we're kind of introduced to Duella early on. You know, it's uh, a cold open, and we see this young girl getting ready to go out for the evening. Um, you know, very, very attractive young girl. Um, she's standing in front of the mirror getting ready. We hear her mother in the background kind of like banging on the door, like, you know, hurry up and get ready. Um you know, kind of seems a, to be a bit of a demanding kind of mom. Girl doesn't look happy, like, right off the bat. And she begins to apply makeup. And uh, at first, I, at first, I kind of thought it was a voiceover. It's it's weird. Uh, like, the dubbing seemed to be kind of off in this episode, or I should say at least in this opening, because at first I thought this girl was doing a voiceover, but then I actually saw that it was she was talking to herself. She's applying her makeup kind of talking about, like, covering up imperfections and this and that. And, um, you know, she's just staring into the mirror. She just kind of looks, you know, I guess they would call it, like, the thousand-yard stare. She's just kind of, like, staring off into the middle distance, um, just a very blank expression on her face. And the camera kind of rolls around, and we see her point of view. She's looking in the mirror, and her it looks like, her, you know, her, her reflection. What she's seeing is her face is, like, drooping off. Um Clearly, you know, this girl has like image issues, like body image issues, you know, beauty issues. And, um, you know, seeing this, uh, it, it drives her mad. She smashes the mirror, uh, you know, which makes her features look even more distorted. Uh, she pulls off one of the shards of glass and she begins to cut her face. Um, you know, we see her pick up the shard. We see her kind of look at it, you know, and they kind of pull away and then you see blood dripping into the sink. Uh, you see her mom kind of not, not really, just kind of really barge in and really more to find out, you know, why you're taking so long to get ready. And she sees what happens and, you know, we get our opening here. What's kind of interesting to note is we see that, you know, uh, the slashes that she makes on her face, it almost sort of looks like the Heath Ledger Joker's, like, smile, uh, what they kind of call a Glasgow smile, um, a Glasgow grin, I believe it's called. Uh, pretty much just, you know, scars really running from the lips, you know, up the cheeks, you know, sort of extending her smile out a bit, uh, you know. And, and that's really our introduction to Duella Dent. Uh, but we're going to table that for a little bit because, you know, we're kind of picking up. Um, we're kind of picking up with our story here. So it's morning in Gotham. Uh, you know, the events of the last few days are kind of behind us now. Uh, and we see both uh, Kate and Sophie kind of waking up and starting their days separately, of course. Uh, Sophie, of course, as you know, has been suspended from the Crows because she called into question sort of like their tactics and practices, feeling that, you know, their sort of overall, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Really, the way they should approach things is really kind of more like what Batwoman does. Uh, you know, Sophie is sort of like, yeah, we provide protection for the rich, you know. 
basically saying, look, there's this big rift in Gotham City between, you know, the haves and the have-nots. And, you know, not for nothing, the Crows have kind of helped foster that by providing security for the rich. And, you know, if you can't afford the Crows, then you're kind of on your own. And, you know, that's kind of the problem here where, you know, and she says this uh, at one point. She says this to uh, her mother. Her mother does make an appearance. Um, I kind of jumped the gun there. But she does say later on uh, when her mother shows up, you know, she does kind of say that, you know, her beliefs kind of line up more with Batwoman's beliefs where Batwoman protects Gotham. You're rich, you're poor, you're black, you're white, you're gay, you're straight. It doesn't matter. You live in Gotham, you're under Batwoman's protection. And, and Sophie feels that that's really what the Crows should be doing. They shouldn't just be providing, you know, security to the highest bidder. It's, it just doesn't make sense to her. So, you know, uh, because really because she had been helping Batwoman, she's put on suspension. So she's starting her morning, uh, you know, and again, this is fresh off of her meeting up with Batwoman and them sharing a kiss on a rooftop. So she is on cloud nine. She's getting her coffee there. She's looking good. And she runs into Mary, um, you know, and Mary right away, you know, and again, I th- you know, uh, the character of Mary I really, really love here because, you know, she's uh, she's she's clearly has this sort of cover persona of like a uh, of of a Instagram influencer. And, uh, you know, that's you know, if you think that's all Mary is, you're, you're very, very wrong. I mean, she's a med student. She's very brilliant and she's very observant and she sees it. She's like, you know. She's just like, well, you look real happy. What's going on here? So the two of them, you know, take a break and uh, sharing some stories. And Sophie pretty much reveals to her that, you know, I kiss Batwoman. Right away, Mary is like, well, do you know who Batwoman is? Because as you know from last week, Mary pretty much figured out that Kate is Batwoman. Yeah, do you know who Batwoman is? She's like, well, I thought I did, but I was wrong. I was so, so wrong about it. And, you know... Mary, you can see Mary kind of wants to, to to tell the secret here, but not really. I mean, she's, Kate is her sister, you know, I mean, and, and that's kind of been a thing this whole season with, you know, Mary really trying to kind of almost prove to Kate, like, I'm your sister, you know, I'm not your stepsister, you know, I love you. I love you as if, you know, you were my own flesh and blood sister here. So maybe for a brief second she considers it, but then, you know, she she is not going to tell her. She just basically says to Sophie, she's like, I'm really glad that you're happy. We cut over to, uh, you know, Wayne Tower, and we see Kate kind of up, and she's a little bit bouncing around, and Luke is sort of like, you know, because Luke knows what's going on, you know, though. You know, when she's Batwoman, he kind of is her eyes and ears. So he knows. He knows that uh, she kissed Sophie. And they begin to talk about it. And, you know, again, Batwoman here is sort of like, you know, well, why can't I have a private life? You know, why can't I fall in love? Why, why can't I do this? And she's like, you know, Luke is like, you know, look. You know, he's very blunt with her. He's like, look, this is... This is why Bruce did what he did, you know, because the second, the second people know that Batwoman cares for Sophie, a target goes right on her back. And, you know, Kate's like, well, nobody has to know. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Like, you know, come on, Kate, you should know this. This is not how these things work. And, you know, Kate's good day goes like, like goes from like 60 to zero in like a second here, you know, she, she really, you know, she, she really does come back to reality. She realizes that, you know, yeah, yeah, this, this can't work. Send Sophie a text, uh, you know, meet me tonight at your place, you know, and Mary is there. Mary is there when she gets the text and that's when, you know, she considers 
briefly telling her who Batwoman is, but is more like, you know, I'm very happy for you. So they do meet up. They do meet up later, and it's great because we get a little uh, little montage here. Sophie is dressing for the date, you know. It's like, should I, should I kind of be uh, sexy? Should I be a little rough and tumble here? You know, she's trying out a couple of outfits. Um, and, you know, they meet. They meet on her balcony. And, first, and that, that's my other thing, too. It was like, man, how much... How much uh, do these members of the Crows get paid? Now, true, she's second in command, but, I mean, she's got a pretty banging apartment here. Anyway, um, the two of them meet, you know, and Sophie's very, very excited. But, you know, Batwoman kind of brings her down to reality and is like, yeah, look, this can't work. You know, and, you know, pretty much everything that Luke had said to her, she's she's saying to Sophie here, she's like, you know, you know, the second people know, you know, that you and I are an item you know, that's it. You know, it's, it's, I go from protecting the entire city to protecting you. And of course, Sophie's like, look, I could take care of myself. That woman is like, look, it's not that simple. And you know it, you know, it's not that simple. And, um, they're, 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 they're starting to kind of reconcile things when it sounds like somebody is breaking into Sophie's apartment. Batwoman right away is like, I'm going to handle this. And Sophie's like, no, 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 I got this. Thank God that she's the one that handles it. Because like I said, this is when her mother comes in. Now, you know, going all the way back to, you know, when we see Kate and Sophie at the Academy, you know, they were they were outed as lesbians. Kate, of course, refused to kind of sign a thing saying that, you know, she is not lesbian. You know, she stood her ground. Sophie, of course, you know, wanting to stay in school and make something of herself, you know, did she she signed the thing that she's she is not homosexual uh she's straight laced blah 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 <coughs> excuse me um and you know when they have all those conversations about it uh it comes out that her parents especially her mother her mother um her mother doesn't tolerate that kind of behavior let's just say um so it, it's sophie's mom you know and you know, clearly Sophie has not spoken to her mother in quite some time because, first of all, she's shocked to hear that her and her husband are separated, um, you know, and she's confused. She doesn't understand. She's like, first of all, she's like, first of all, if you guys separated, why is this the first time hearing of it uh, and, and what's going on? And, um, you know, Sophie kind of kind of like makes something makes something up. Um, you know, not, not that they're taking a break or anything like that, just kind of... Um, I, I don't know. She kind of comes up with a, almost like a lame excuse, almost like a half truth, um, you know, and the reason that Sophie's mom is in town is because Jacob actually called her to kind of like let her know, like, hey, check in on Sophie, you know, a lot of changes going on with her lately. You know, I had to suspend her, this and that. So she's like, what's going on here? You know, I just find out you separated with your husband. Now you're suspended from your job. And, you know, this is where we start to get the conversation. This is where Sophie says to her that, you know, her beliefs don't really line up with the Crow's beliefs anymore. And her mother's like, well, I hope, you know, you're not thinking that the GCPD is the right thing. And she's like, no, no, no absolutely not. And she pauses. She hesitates. And she basically says, she's like, well, I think my beliefs line up more with Batwoman's. And, you know, Sophie's mom is not hearing it. She's like, she is she is a dirty vigilante. You know, she's a criminal out there on the loose. And, you know, Sophie kind of counters back. She's like, you know, she's only doing what Batman did. And you loved Batman. You thought Batman was great. And she's like, you know, they're starting to skirt around the issue here. 
you know, her mom is like, well, you know, my beliefs aligned more with Batman's beliefs. Uh, he had a, she almost kind of says like he had a moral code that I could get behind. And, you know, it's like th- we're dancing around the issue here. You know, a few episodes back, uh, Kate as Batwoman came out as lesbian. You know, she had that big uh, interview, uh, you know, for Catco magazine with her good friend Cara Danvers. Jeez, again, how do these guys know each other? Um, you know, where she pretty much came out and outed herself as as a lesbian. And Sophie's just like, you know, that's why you don't like her, because she's a lesbian. And, you know, the mom... The mom doesn't deny it, denies it. Like, you know, it's it's almost sort of like, you know, well, that's not the reason, but it is the reason. I mean, um, you know, her mother does not believe in that. Her mother's very religious, doesn't believe in that kind of a lifestyle. Um, and that's kind of where we are with the two of them. So, Duella Dent. Duella Dent is the villain of the week. So she was, like I said, she was the young girl in the beginning who who scarred her face up. She's now kind of going after Instagram influencers, models, whatnot. Uh, we see her attacking a young model uh, at a photo shoot. Um, you know, this actress that played her, she's pretty scary, pretty intense. Um, comes out, slashes her face. I mean, that's it. Doesn't rob her, doesn't harm her in any other way than really just, you know, kind of taking away what she's known for you know when we see that um we see that you know this is pretty much this is pretty much what she did you know she's she's been attacking sort of like these instagram models these influencers what have you um and the interesting thing is is uh when they kind of figure out who duella dent is uh, she and these, uh, Instagram influencers or, you know, whatever you want to call them that she's been going after, um, it all gets traced back to one plastic surgeon in particular. Yes, it gets traced back to Dr. Cartwright. Um, you know, as you know, Dr. Cartwright, uh, was pretty much Mouse's father, uh, the one that pretty much held Beth Alice against her will, uh, really kind of led, you know, the transformation from Beth to Alice. Uh, a couple episodes ago, he thought he killed Alice when he actually killed the other Earth, Beth. Um, Mouse is in his sort of captivity now. And, uh, you know, that's another scene that we get is where Mouse is sort of like, you know, Alice is going to come for me. Um, you know, when she does, you're in big trouble. And he's like, no, she's dead. He pretty much shows her the obituary, which, you know, around this time also, too, we see Alice reading her own obituary, or really Beth's obituary. She's very upset by it. You know, she's like, it's a little blurb. It's a little nothing. You know, this this isn't right. Um, she's also tracing down Dr. Cartwright, pretty much. You know, she, she knows that he's back. Uh, she knows that uh, he has mouse and, you know, she wants him back. Now, here's the thing that's pretty interesting is we see her actually meeting with a psychiatrist. Now, you know, clearly not in his office and he's pretty much here under duress in her lair, um, you know, and he gives her some advice about this. Uh, again, it's under duress and clearly he's doing it to save his own skin, but he's actually what he's saying is very, very true. He's pretty much saying that, look, you know, this Dr. Cartwright fellow, uh, you know, like he, he's sort of saying that, you know, when a child goes through the stress and trauma that Beth Alice did, um, you know, there's a lot of emotional scars left behind. And, you know, what this, you know, psychiatrist is telling her is like, look, you know, 
the reason you're not just going out there and getting him, the reason you're kind of holding back is, you know, you built up this tough exterior, but inside you're still that scared little girl. You're still that scared Beth. Um, and, you know, if you do end up confronting him, you know, you might not be able to do it. You know, he he's going to try to get his influence over you. He knows he can. And this is pretty much what he's going to try to do, you know. And she's like, well, what do I do? You know, help me, fix me here. And he's like, he recommends uh, pretty much like what he calls like an emotional shield. He's like, you know, almost like a third party. If a third party could kind of stand between, you know, you and this Dr. Cartwright fellow, then maybe you would be able to confront him. Uh, this is when she also reads in the paper about Duella Dent kind of, you know, going on the loose there. And she's sort of like, yeah, I think I found my emotional shield here. <laughs> and she has the psychiatrist promptly killed. So, again, all this stuff is really starting to come to a head here. Um, you know, we get, uh, you know, we get Sophie wanting to help Batwoman out. Not only does Sophie want to help Batwoman out, Mary does too. Uh, you know, Kate wants to investigate, you know, the, all these crimes, you know, uh, you know, these slashings of these sort of in, uh, Instagram influencers, let's just say. And she knows of one, and she's like, she tells Luke, she's like, you know, like I, I know where I can get some info, you know, from one of these influence, the only influencer that I really care about, meaning Mary. So she goes and she sees Mary. Mary, Mary pitches her case here. Mary pitches her case to be Batwoman's sidekick without really actually coming out and saying, Kate, I know you're Batwoman. I want to be your sidekick. She pretty much tells her, like, she pretty much starts listing her skills that, you know, she's very, very smart. She's very intuitive. Uh, she, you know, she sees things that others don't. You know, she's very valuable. She could really, really help. And it's actually funny. It's like Kate doesn't come there with a cover story, you know, really like why she's asking about these these Instagram influencers, you know, knowing that Mary would know them. Um, the first thing, though, is that she does actually kind of check on Mary. She's sort of like, you know, hey, with all this stuff going on, are you OK? Mary's like, no, I'm fine. I can take care of myself. She goes, anyway, I pretty much lost all my followers after the whole thing that happened, you know, with my mom and, and your dad, uh, you know, the whole everything coming out about Catherine, Jacob being framed for her murder. She's like, yeah, I don't even worry about that stuff anymore. But she actually does have, she pretty much gives her the down low on a lot of these models and influencers and everything. Uh, she's the one that actually helps Kate make the connection back pretty much to this Dr. Cartwright fellow, how they all kind of have like him as the plastic surgeon and how, you know, some of these, uh, you know, sort of, I guess beautiful people will just call them how they do copycat surgeries. You know, they see a face that they really want. You know, well, they want it too. You know, Mary's basically saying, you know, she's listing off a bunch of names and she's like, you know, well, so-and-so's nose, you know, influence this person's nose. And, you know, this one looked at that one's cheekbones and chin and blah, blah, blah. And she's basically saying all of this. And again, she's offering her help here where she's like, you know, I'm a med student at Gotham U. He teaches there, you know, it wouldn't be weird for me to go and ask him questions. I could do that for you. And she's like, no, it's fine. Uh, and the thing is, like I said, you know, Kate doesn't really have a cover story, you know, because why would Kate be asking about this? <laughs> and Mary's the one that actually gives her the cover story where she's sort of like, look, I know you're here to ask me about it because, you know, uh, as a real estate investor, uh, they're potential clients and you kind of don't want to weigh the risk factors. And, and Kate's sort of like, uh, yeah, sure, that sounds good. Um, and again, really, at the end, you know, she kind of like 
before Kate leaves, I mean, she really lets her know, like, you know, I could really be valuable to you, you know, Batwoman. Like, she almost, like, you know, she's basically telling Kate she knows that she's Batwoman without actually coming out and saying it. Uh, but uh, Mary's advice turns out to be really, really good because because of that, they're, you know, they're actually kind of able to identify who her next target is, um, you know, and... Or they actually figure out who Duella Dent is. Um, Batwoman goes to the house to investigate, and she sees kind of like her hit list, uh, all these magazines and whatnot. Then she sees a yearbook from Gotham High uh, with a very unusual name. It's like Martha Dinkle or something like that. Um, you know, Luke isn't able to, you know, find it. You know, he does a search. Uh, he activates a new feature in the Bat Cowl. Uh, it's actually a funny little scene here. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, I installed something new in the Bat Cowl. He's like, Press the red button on your right gauntlet. She does, and it launches a battering. He was like, oh, sorry, left gauntlet. Uh, it activates, uh, you know, the camera in the cowl. It pretty much takes pictures, you know, to which it's like, you know, he's like, pretty cool, huh? And Kate's like, yeah, you take pictures uh, that I don't want you to take, and they appear places I don't want to see them. You're in big trouble, Luke. Um and, uh, you know, again, Luke, you know, does tries, tries to do a facial recognition thing. He's not able to, you know, he's really not able to figure out who she is. Uh, Batwoman pretty much rips out this page of the yearbook because she pretty much has a good idea of who will know this. Again, of course, it's going to be Mary because uh, probably around the same time that Mary, I, I'm going to assume, went to Gotham High or whatever high school this was. Um, no sooner does she does does she do that when she hears a commotion downstairs. Um, you know, it's Duella. Duella comes back to pretty much attack her mother. Now, here's the interesting thing here. So like I said, um, you know, a lot of the characters on the show and a lot of the storylines on the show are sort of like looking at, you know, social issues, things that are going on right now. I mean, obviously, Batwoman being lesbian and, and pretty much an icon to the queer community. I mean, that's that's a big theme right there. But with Duella Dent, we were starting to kind of get here sort of like a look at, you know, body image and, you know, how, you know, young girls and women really, really struggle with, you know, body image and beauty culture and, you know, presented with almost these impossible standards and, and how this really can kind of affect them. And we were kind of getting that in Duella Dent. But really what we find out here is that... Um, you know, she's coming back. Uh, she pretty much attacked her mother. She pretty much slashed her mother's face. Uh, when Batwoman comes down, she pretty much is like, you know, to, in order to escape, she pretty much cuts her mother's throat, knowing that Batwoman, of course, is going to save her mother instead of going after her. Um but it's sort of like an attack here on like these obsessive parents or, you know, these these very, very demanding parents, because we find out that um when Duella was younger, you know, she got surgery from Dr. Cartwright. Uh, it was actually the mother that requested it. You know, it's she didn't even want it. And, and that's really what kind of led to sort of like this very poor body image that she had. And, and, and it really kind of contributed to her really overall psychosis. Um, you know, so it's again, you know, it's pretty interesting there. Uh, we get a little B-plot here, you know, kind of wedged in here somewhere in between. Now, last week, or I shouldn't say last week, but uh, when Jacob was in jail, um, he was actually attacked by Dodson, Dodson, uh, who was, of course, Alice's boyfriend. Um, he is saved, though, by an inmate. And, you know, the inmate is pretty much like, you know, hey, man, I didn't do this to be nice to you. You know, you're going to owe me a favor. So that favor is being called in. This, this guy's lawyer pretty much comes to see Jacob, and he's sort of 
of like, look, you know, my client was put away, uh, you know, if you remember all the way back in the executioner storyline, there was a, a cop, a DA, and a judge that were kind of in cahoots, kind of like railroading people through the system, funneling them, you know, pretty much into Arkham and Blackgate. Um and, you know, because of everything that was exposed by Batwoman and this executioner, uh, a lot of these cases are being opened up. But there's a lot of them, so there's a backlog. Well, this particular gentleman, I believe I believe his name is Mad Dog, um, you know, he wants his case pushed up. And Jacob is the one that kind of, as, as the head of the Crows, has some influence. It turns out that this particular gentleman is the one that was convicted for shooting Lucius Fox. Uh, you know, if you remember episodes back, Luke was kind of telling the story, and this, and it was during this judge, jury, and executioner storyline um, because, you know, he kind of, you know, while he did want Batwoman to go after, you know, the executioner, he was sort of like, yeah, but if, if all this gets exposed, he's like, you know, that's the cop that arrested my dad's killer and the DA and the judge that kind of like prosecuted and sent him away. You know, if we expose all this, he's going to get a retrial. He might get out. You know, he had a big, big problem with that, you know, understandably. And that's the thing is, you know, even Jacob has a problem with it, too, because he's like, you know, this this is Lucius Fox's killer. Um Lucius Fox is, was highly regarded in Gotham because when Jacob starts to investigate it, uh, he talks to the crow that kind of led the investigation or, or you know, uh, was, was part of the arrest. And he was like, this is the guy that shot Lucius Fox. You know, Lucius Fox was a hero of Gotham. Why are we even discussing this? You know, we're, we're, we're not going to help this guy get out. But Jacob digs a little deeper and he kind of finds out that, you know, at this uh, convenience store where Lucius Fox was gunned down, um, security cameras happened to be turned off or, or weren't able to record for like a four to five hour window, you know, the time in which Lucius was killed. Um, digging even further, you know, he, he pretty much finds out that right afterwards, you know, a hefty amount of money was paid to this convenience store where the murder took place. Um you know, and the crow that was kind of headed up the investigation was like, well, you know, that's, you know, that was pretty, pretty much standard practice. You know, whenever we make an arrest like that, of course, if there's any property damage, you know, uh, caused by us, you know, we, we make a payment to the place, uh, you know, kind of like reparations. Um, and he's sort of like, you know, yeah, but was it reparations or was it basically a bribe to like, hey, erase all the security footage, this and that? So it's pretty interesting because, you know, in the comics, Jacob Kane is, you know, pretty much on the straight and narrow. And, you know, we do kind of get that here, but he's also, again, he kind of has that departure from the comics, you know, where he's opposed to Batwoman, you know, and her brand of justice, even though they are kind of fighting for the same thing, where in the comics, you know, he knows that Kate is is Batwoman. He's actually her backup, you know, her support. Um, you know, so here it's like all of a sudden, it's not like a change of character for Jacob. I mean, because he's he he never struck me as like a corrupt guy. But now all of a sudden it's like he's investigating his own company I don't know. It just seems a little weird. Like at this point, like this is kind of where we're going with it. It's almost like it's almost like the writers of the show were sort of like, yeah, the Jacob in the comics that knows his daughter is Batwoman and he totally supports her and helps her out, you know, tech support and, and Intel and pretty much is like her mentor. Yeah, I think we kind of want that now. And it's like this is, I guess, their way of 
doing it. It just it just kind of seems at this stage of the game, it's almost like they're kind of shoehorning it in there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll play out into the next season. I, I really hope with about three uh, three episodes left in the season, they're not just going to have Jacob have this sudden change of heart and find out Kate's Batwoman and be like, everything's cool. Um, you know, stretch it out a little bit. Maybe this is kind of the beginnings. It'll spill over into the second season. Uh, we'll see from there. So... Um, both Sophie and Batwoman uh, are able to kind of deduce, you know, who Duella Dent's next target is. And it turns out it was a girl she went to high school with. Uh, this was the one in the picture. Um, Kate had showed it to Mary. Mary's like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so now. You know, she she's like an influencer. Uh, she reps some, you know, cosmetics, uh, you know, like a cosmetics company backs her. Um, <laughs> and she pretty much has like a mobile cosmetics van. I guess she goes around Gotham handling beauty emergencies um you know and again she kind of does make her pitch here again to like see how helpful i am you know i could really help you out kate wink wink batwoman um you know they're able to track the van down uh you know both like i said both sophie and, and batwoman do show up uh and they pretty much chase down duella duella has this young girl uh who was her high school classmate um and you know she's sort of like she's sort of like i'm going to expose you for like you know you know you have this outer beauty but you know inside you're a very ugly person and you know i'm going to show people you know what i see when i look at you and she pretty much it's almost like a classic sort of like Batman peril here, you know, we have the girl tied up over like a vat of acid and it's going to be slowly lowered into it. Um, so, of course, Sophie and Batwoman come on the scene. They save the day. Here's the thing that gets pretty interesting is, um, you know, again, you know, they, they, they save the day, they capture Duella, and, uh, you know, what we get here is Sophie's sort of like, look, we make a great team. Okay, you know, Let's really, really consider this. But, you know, Kate or Batwoman, I should say, is like, you know, you know, it doesn't work like this. You know, we, we, we can't, you know, she's like, I, I, really the way she does it is she's she's kind of goes like, you know, it's almost sort of like, look, you have this fantasy of, you know, you hooking up with Batwoman. She's like, but I'm a person underneath this cape and cowl. She's like, if you really want this to be a thing, do you want me to tell you right now who I am? Because once we do that, she's like, all the masks come off and, you know, this really becomes real. And that really hits Sophie. Sophie is sort of like, you know, she doesn't realize, you know, she kind of, you know, really realizes that yet yeah, it, it was a bit of a fantasy to kind of have a fling with Batwoman and maybe even be her partner. But there's a real hard reality behind that. And I think it was the comment about, you know, taking off the cowl and, take, and, and, and pulling back the mask and really you know, really revealing, you know, who we are really makes Sophie really realize that, you know, she herself has been wearing a mask all this time. And this is when she goes back and she talks to her mother and she pretty much is like, look, you know, this is the reason she like she tells the reason why she's separated with her husband. She goes, you know, when I went to um, when I went to uh, High Rock, which was the military academy, you know, when I went there, I met somebody, I fell in love with them, you know, and I was I was in love with that person, and you know, I, I kind of want that again. I want w what I had, and her mother's like, "No, I understand. Go find him." And Sophie's like, "Yeah, that's a thing. It wasn't a him, um, you know." And her mother, of course, you know, she can't believe it. 
she's very, very upset by it and sort of like, you know, why am I hearing about this now? And Sophia's like, well, because I was trying to avoid that look you have on your face right now. And she's like, well, what do you expect? You know, this is what disappointment looks like. And she basically lets her know she's not upset that it took so long for Sophie to come out and really tell her. I mean, she is upset about that, but she's also upset, like, because she's like, you know, she's like, look, you know, I'm a woman of color. I came from nothing. I had all these hardships. And now, Sophie, you're throwing this on top of it. You know, why are you doing this to me sort of a thing? <coughs> Excuse me. And and it's, it's you know, she's just, she's disappointed. She's very disappointed that, you know, Sophie has made this choice. And Sophie said, you know, I, I, this is not a choice. This is, this is who I am. You know, I didn't, like she said, you know, I didn't ask to be this way. This is just who I am. And, you know, her mother leaves, you know, doesn't want to hear it. Now, here's the thing that's kind of weird. So, you know, Sophie and Batwoman, you know, they 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 save the girl, they capture Duella, but they pretty much tie her up and leave her for the GCPD. I mean, they have to know how inept the GCPD is because before they even get there, she's found by Alice. And Alice is pretty much like, you know, she's like, you know, you, you want revenge on this Dr. Cartwright. I want revenge on him, too. You know, he stole my childhood as well. And we could really, really help each other. So what we get here is we see the GCPD. Coming in, they're looking for Duella. Um, they see, you know, it looks like she got away. We cut to Dr. Cartwright's office, and we see Duella there. And he's sort of like, you know, you know, he, he knows who she is and is, you know, like, oh, so you're here for me, this or that. What we get here is like a, a double reveal. They do find Duella, and Alice cut her face off. Alice cut her face off wore her face there, and that's kind of the emotional mask that she uses to kind of get past that initial trauma of seeing Dr. Cartwright. Um, you know, for Duella, Duella was absolutely fine with it because she's like, you know, she, she's there with no face on, and she's just like, finally, I can be free. Um, so I do think we will be seeing Duella Dent again. I really hope so because I think uh, she's a pretty interesting character. She's definitely part of, like, the Bat rogues gallery and i think it'll be great to see her in future episodes but alice captures um dr cartwright and takes him back and he's like well look if you're gonna kill me kill me she's like no i'm not gonna kill you she's like you're gonna tell me where mouse is you know and you know then i'm probably gonna torture you something like that and he's like he's laughing He's laughing about it, and he's like, yeah, I'll tell you exactly where to find him. And we cut back to, you know, the place where he had been holding Mouse. And earlier, when Mouse was like, Alice is going to find me, and he's like, you know, no, she's dead. And he's like, don't worry, you're going to see things my way pretty soon. And we see him coming at him with kind of like a gas mask sort of a thing. So we come back to that, and we see that Mouse has been getting like this infusion of gas, and the camera pulls back. And it's fear gas. It's clearly Scarecrow's fear gas. And yeah, things are really about to get real here. Um, overall, I think it was a pretty good episode. Uh, this whole turn with Jacob, I really, really am very kind of confused by. Uh, I do like Sophie really kind of coming out, coming out to her mom, coming out to herself, really accepting herself fully. Uh, masks are off. You know, she is who she is. She's very, very proud of it. This episode does wrap up, though, with with Mary coming in and, and seeing Kate at the bar at the holdup and pretty much says to her, she goes, look, she goes, remember, 
remember when you came back to Gotham, I threw you the big party, this and that. And next thing I knew, you know, you ended up in my clinic and I had to patch you up. She's like, I never had to worry, Kate. I never had to worry about you going to mom or dad and telling them and exposing me or telling me that I was doing the wrong thing. She's like, because I trust you. And she goes, you know, I, I just, she goes, I didn't even have to talk to you about it. I didn't have to ask you to do it because I knew you would do it. I trust you, Kate. And she goes, and I hope that one day you can trust me the same way. Kate, you got to know that she knows. You got to know that Mary's good people. And not for nothing, she really can be an asset, you know, to both you and Luke. So let's just get this done. Is Mary going to become Flamebird? Maybe. But I think she would definitely be an asset, you know, to the Bat team here. And Kate should really get on board with that. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures and occasionally put up a poll uh, about the content that I talk about. Um, Also want to give a shout out to a couple other podcasts, friends of the show. Uh, My friends Alan and John do a a podcast, uh, the Nerd and Me podcast. Uh, Anywhere you find this podcast, you can find that one. Uh, It's a geek and nerd podcast. Kind of heavy on the 80s uh, and other type things, comic book movies and whatnot. Uh, It's a great listen. Also, listen to uh, John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. Uh, Again, wherever you find this podcast, you can find that one as well. And it's pretty much like the name says, it is a big, stupid podcast. But the guys have a lot of fun. Uh, They got some pretty good geek and nerd cred there. I've called into that show a couple of times, so definitely give them a listen. This is Jay, and I will talk to you guys later. Whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo!